Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to the second hour of Old School right here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. I am Rico, back in the studio by myself, chilling out, relaxing, looking all cool. Not shooting any b-ball outside of any schools. DP, Jay Foreman, out at Security First Bank, 5505 Red Rock. Like what? You know I had to get do it. To it. Get to it. <laughs> they are joined by a very special guest, one Isaiah Roby, former Nebraska basketball player, former Oklahoma City Thunder baller, current San Antonio Spurs baller. Hello, gentlemen. I'm gonna I'm gonna interject here. Uh, we got two special guests. Two special guests. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had uh, somewhat just ended. Uh, you know, my coaching career ended this weekend uh, because I, you know, with uh, coached a lot of youth basketball. Uh, but somebody's had a big influence on a lot of my kids and me. You know, just uh, talking sports is Thomas Villianco um, and Isaiah. Um, Thomas trains a lot of the kids I coach and trains a lot of kids and pros, college players. Um, the one thing Thomas does is he helps them off the court mentally, you know, being focused, believing in yourself and everything else through his experience. He, he was a professional basketball player as well. And these two have the distinct ability to make me feel about your size, Rico, because Thomas is 6'10". Right, Isaiah, what are you, 6'8"? 6'8", 6'9". Yeah, 6'8", 6'9". And Thomas... He says he's 6'10", he's more 6'11". For sure. <laughs> but they definitely make me feel 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 small. Um, Isaiah's having his second one, second camp here, uh, along with Thomas helping him out. It's a great camp. I know we. I always strongly, strongly encourage all my kids and teams to go there and anybody else. So with further ado, Thomas and Isaiah. Thank you. We appreciate you having yeah. us on. Jay, so, appreciate you. Well, one thing I wanted to – kind of just give a little background on what I said or was saying before Thomas and Isaiah just tell people how you guys met each other and how that relationship has continued to grow obviously over the last few years yeah I mean um, I think the first time we met was through one of my teammates uh, Jordy Shimanga uh, I think Jordy had been working with Thomas yeah. you know um, on off days and just getting extra work outside of practice with him and um, you know he told me like you know this I met this guy. He's a cool dude. He's he's a good trainer. Um, you know, he's been helping me outside outside of basketball. You know, right. obviously, you know, as an athlete, you know, everything's not always just going up. You know, right. like like you said, uh, dealing with off the court stuff. Um, you know, uh, as far as like struggling and and having somebody to reach out to who's right. been through it. Like, right. You know, he's played professional basketball. So um, I think our our at first we just started out just working out together. Um, I was going to him just to you know work on my game and. Um, over time, we just built a, a great friendship, and um, you know he, he's been somebody who I can lean on. Who you know I, I didn't really grow up with um, 
somebody who I knew who played professional basketball. Right. Like, um, so for him to have um, great insight and, and great advice, it just has been helpful for me. And Thomas, um, I wanted to ask you, uh, not only from your experience, but when you start to train guys, um, how important it is to have your stuff tied, you know, trump tight outside of basketball and how that can affect obviously on on court performance it's it's very important and like isaiah said he he's been through a lot just in the last three years now four years and if, if he didn't have his stuff right off the court you know he might not be sitting here right now because the, the mental struggles the the day in and day out grind that majority of people if it's 98 percent 95 percent never really know they just see the the limelight they see the the bright lights they don't see the the day in day out stuff that every every athlete struggles for just like a regular person and when you when you get that stuff lined up then i think you can have a very successful career on the court but even more so off the court and that's why you see so many players you read articles you know if it's weekly daily monthly of, of players losing everything after two years of playing or during their career and making terrible decisions it's because of off the court stuff and it's it's getting even worse with all the social media and everything else going on and people trying to live a life that's that's not real that's fake and eventually you burn out of it and if you don't have any genuine people that really can tell you what's up and have your back then it's it's gonna be a long long road for you um isaiah talk about in thomas too both of you guys talk about the idea you know of, of putting on a camp and why and, you know, how you plan on to continue to grow. Because it's a great camp. I, I went and checked it out last year. It was awesome, competitive, well-run. Uh, but just talk about the beginning of thinking about it because the, the question is inter- interesting to me because, you know, you get, you're get you in the NBA trying to find your way. I've been there trying to find my way in the NFL. And the thoughtfulness to give back to where, you know, you, you started or not started, but obviously right before the NBA in Nebraska. So just talk right. about the process of that and the why and how you and Thomas uh, came up with the idea. I, I guess I can – I was the one that, I guess, planted the seed um, when he was in college and then became a pro. I was like, hey, someday we should we should do a camp together. And he's like, yeah, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And then as it starts going on, you realize the schedules are crazy and crazy and you don't know. And I know he sometimes – or a lot of times still is back. He's like, T, my schedule's crazy the next three weeks. I don't know if I can do this or this. That's the way of the of the pro life. But we were like, hey, let's let's do it. And it was during the COVID times. Right. So it was like, let's let's try to do it. We set a date. And just our, our big thing is, and from last year, and it'll be this year, and hopefully continued years in, in Lincoln, just the talking to the kids and, and giving them different experiences. Not just we're going to have fun and get better and all that, but at the same time having talks and have Isaiah talk about his life. And we have college players coming to, to help as well that all these players, young kids watch them, you know, throughout the season. So just – one of those kind of camps it's not just basketball but get to get to know Isaiah better and let him see let them see that he's a, a real human as well which most kids never get to see from pro athletes yep right yeah and I mean for me it was always like I never really saw myself in this position like you know coming from coming from where I come from uh you know it's definitely a blessing to be here and you know I think it's a disservice if you if you don't use your platform to to, right. to give back um you know some people um, who are in better positions, you know, maybe they made a lot more money early on in the career and they're able to give back to, you know, where they grew up. You know, um, me personally, I'm still trying to make it. You know, right, I'm, yeah. I'm still trying to get my, get my feet set in the NBA, you know, um, but I know that I can give back in this way and this is a way that I can help out, you know, uh, different kids, different families. Um, like Thomas said, we got, we got college, college players from around the, uh, you know, around the area that are also coming out to, to help out. So, you know, it's kind of like a, like a, 
I mean, you get to meet new people, you know. Like right. that's, that's and, and as a, as a kid, you know, I, I would I grew up playing football too. Sure. Not at the level yeah, you guys. Right, right. I, mean, I play I play QB, and um, <laughs> uh, um, so I remember going to football camps and just being able to to meet new meet new guys. You know, compete against new people you don't get to normally compete against. Right. So I, you know, I like that part about having a camp also. Uh, Thomas, I would ask this, and I know I'm asking questions I already know, just because you you know train a lot of kids, but. What, give me two or three things, obviously, from both of you guys that the, a kid is going to walk or a kid or a young guy or girl is going to walk away from your camp that they can take on to, obviously, when they play, you know, basketball, but then also, you know, other sports that they play. I think when they when they leave the camp, one, last year I, I've heard so many people were like, man, Isaiah was there for the whole camp. And the, the college players like Morgan Molly from Creighton and, and – Allison Weiner from Nebraska. I know, like, Jazz Shelley, a lot of Husker players will be there. Sam Greasel, et cetera. Like, wow, they were so engaging. Like, they actually cared about me. They actually talked to me. Like, Isaiah signed every autograph last year. And people are like, why is he doing this? I'm like, because uh, he's a human being. Like, what, what did you think? Like, he, they thought he was going to be there for 10 minutes and leave. And I think that's one that, that, that people can realize that there are athletes out there that you can look up to. Right. And it's actually real. Right. Um, second thing. Um, like I said, I think the stories, like uh, there's a few breakout times where I kind of put him on, on blast in a good way of like him graduating from school and all these kids nowadays think, oh, I'm going to be a pro athlete or a musician, whatever, you know, something that doesn't require being educated in a lot of ways. And it's right. like, dude, this guy's taking classes during NBA season. Right. And so just giving them stories of motivation to, to keep pushing themselves uh, outside outside of basketball, I think is huge when you can look at a guy like Isaiah who's going to be you know at the end of the day it'll be a husker legend yeah there already is in my book yeah. um so yeah those are things for me yeah i mean uh you hit it on the head uh i mean obviously my biggest thing is just having out have coming out having a good time right. you know it's it's not um it's not a camp where it's like okay we got we got you know let's go everybody just keep on going to the next drill and right. no we we kind of have fun with it and sure. um you know we, we want the kids to come out have a great time and you know meet some new friends meet some new um, you know, hopefully, you know, build some relationships that last longer than just the weekend, right. you know. Sure. So uh, that's that's definitely the biggest thing for me. Isaiah, one thing I always wanted to ask you, I mean, I can attest to this, number one. Um, every college professional athlete that I've seen Thomas train all have one unique quality. Um, of course, obviously great athletes, but they're all good people. Mm. Not one time as uh, any of the, the boys that I coach ever and any other kids in the gym ever want a pitcher or or and be denied or not be engaged that's honestly got true so that's a testament to thomas and to obviously you isaiah but one question because i remember when you were going through the pre-nba draft process mm-hmm. and i think that was when fred was hired right whether you're going to come back just talk about the self-courage motivation and belief in yourself to decide because you had kind of i always say you're playing with house money you come back you can play in a pro style offense with fred but then you're like, you know what, my time is now uh, to make that leap to the NBA. Just talk about that, even the ups and downs. You know, because, yeah. uh, you know, I was, people don't think that it, since you're a professional athlete, Thomas, we, you talk about this all the time. You doubt yourself, mm-hmm. but you just don't announce it. You doubt yourself plenty of times leaving the gym or the football mm-hmm. field. So just talk about that process of making that decision, staying with the decision, and being okay with the outcome, which obviously has worked out real well for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, that pre-draft process is is tough, man. It's it's kind of like I I like to think of it as initiation almost. Right. Like you know, I did I think um, 
16 workouts, which is which is a lot. Right. Uh, I did 16 NBA workouts in a span of like a month and a half, and so that's you know, you you go to fly to a city, get to the hotel, wake up at seven, go to the gym, do a physical, and then you do your workout. And at this point, like the team has seen you, they seen you so much. Like the workout's only 45 minutes, so there's right. only so much you can do in that 45 minutes. But but they they want to see what type of person you are. They want to see how you how you respond to you know. Um, to the drills they have and all that stuff, but um, more than more than more likely than not, they just want to see what type of person you are. Right. And for me, it was a tough summer because, like you said, I was trying to think about whether or not coming back to uh, coming back to Nebraska was a good idea, right. playing for a new coach, um, and kind of having some uncertainty there. Right. And then the other way, you have a, nothing but uncertainty with the NBA draft. You know, sure. like I wasn't a guy who was a first round lock. Um, you know, I had performed pretty well, but you know, my team didn't really, we didn't win that, yeah. that much my, my junior year when I left. So, you know, I kind of had some question marks around me and, um, I had to lean on, you know, just my circle, my network right. of people, you know, my, my, my family, um, uh, Thomas, my agents. Right. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, it was just like, I, I had, I had gone and I had seen other people who were, um, who were staying in the draft right. and I, I compared myself to them. I compared myself to um, you know, guys who had gone back to college. And I remember I had some just great conversations throughout the summer with um, guys who um, were in the same position as me. And they were, you know, they were thinking, oh, I can go back to college and hopefully have a better year. But, you know, the NBA kind of values being young. Right. I mean, the, the, it's getting younger and younger every year. Like, I'm 24 and I'm almost a veteran at this right. point. Yeah. Like, um, like, I remember last last uh, last season just, you know, we obviously had Josh Giddy with OKC and, He's asking me all these questions, and I'm like, why? Why is this guy yeah. asking me all these questions? I'm like, oh, like I've been here for three years. Right. So, like, you know, it's um, it's definitely a blessing to be in this position. But, um, the decision came pretty much down to, what what could I live with? You know, could I live with giving giving it my all in the summertime and and put my name in the draft and living where just living with what happens, or would I be able to live with the regret of going back to school and knowing like, man, I could have I could have taken that leap this year. Right. Um. So for me. You know, I, I did every. I, I was locked in the gym all summer. I was taking care of my body, eating right, uh, getting getting as much rest as I could, traveling as much sure. as I was. But um, at the end of the day, I was just like, you know, I think now is my time, and uh, it's definitely paid off in, in the sense that I think that my game is more tailored to to pro ball. You know, I think right. there's some guys who have better pro careers, some guys have better college careers. Um, like even I think Delano, right. Delano, I think he's he's built for the pro game. Right. He's six nine guard. Um, Bryce the same. I think right. Bryce gonna have a lot of uh, success in the league, um, and, and myself included. Like you know, I, I didn't I didn't picture myself playing center in the NBA, right. but I, I, that's the way know, it is now, right? Yeah, that's the yeah. way it is. You know, centers are six six to seven foot now. Right. So, um, so I, I, it's been it's been a lot of fun. But um, yeah, that was it was definitely. Uh, I, I don't I don't regret or I don't miss being a rookie. Right. That, that rookie summer is long, man. Right. Yeah. You know, it was straight from college season to pre-draft to summer league and. Then, the whole NBA season is tough. So I don't, I don't miss that. Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman. 
Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Talk about, uh, you know, I've been traded before, me and, you know, played multiple teams, Thomas has. Just talk about, because uh, people don't understand. I was, I, at first, people think, oh, you got traded, you look at it as a negative. Mm-hmm. I, one of the best advice I got, at least somebody wanted you, right? Exactly. Uh, so just talk about the process of getting traded after you kind of made a nice little home for yourself uh, with OKC and just talk about, you know, your new opportunity with San Antonio. Yeah, I mean, so now I've, I've practically been traded twice now. Um, you know, and my, my rookie season, I was battling a foot injury. I had to get um, surgery, and I was trying to play through it, and it was just it was limiting me so much to the point where, um, you know, it was hard to get up some days. Right. Um, and thankfully, OKC was a team that was in a re- – they were going towards a rebuild. They liked me a lot through the draft process. Right. They just couldn't get me. And so when Dallas was looking for a trade partner, mm. OKC was – you know, it was, it was a perfect fit for me. You know, right. The, they gave me like a launch pad to my career, I believe. So they they allowed me to get healthy. They allowed me to have you know plenty of opportunity. I was able to show my skill, and you know I've, now I've landed in a spot like San Antonio where they liked me a lot through the pre-draft process. Um, I was able. To, I actually worked out for them twice, which right. is you know if you get called back for work, that's that's great. It's right. a great sign. So um, you know I've, I've been able to be a part of you know three go- three great organizations now, and you know I'm looking forward to getting down there and getting started. But um, Getting traded is weird, man. Right. Like, I don't know how you felt. Like when I when I first got traded um, from Dallas to OKC, it was a surprise. Like I, I just got off the phone with my assistant coach. Like we were talking about coming in early the next day before practice and watching film together. And 15 minutes later, I'm traded. You know, right. so it's it can happen. It can happen quick, um, and it can blindside you. And you know, at first it was like a feeling of like, oh, like Dallas don't want me. Um, you know, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not cut out for this. It makes you right. second guess your skills. Sure. It makes it makes you second guess, um, you know, your worth in the league. Right. Um, but you know, I think that uh, being able to lean on your your circle and 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 obviously putting in the work, like that's right. that's the biggest thing. Putting in the work and just being confident in yourself. You know, you obviously, um, you know, my my initial feelings of oh I'm not good enough were, were not true at all. Right. You know, so you got to that's another just uh, another hurdle we got to go through as athletes. Go ahead, Tom. I tell Isaiah all the time, and this is, again, Jay, when you talk about what I do with Villianca Hoops, it's not just basketball, but it's right. life. Like, I've been in his ear. I mean, we've known each other almost, what, five and a half years now. Mm-hmm. And, like, always say, hey, it's a business. It's a business. It's a business. It's a business. And then this stuff happens. And I'm a, a true believer. If you, if you know what's really going on, you take it completely differently. Yeah, you still get a little hit to the chest, but it's not a blow. Right. You know, it's not a, you're not knocked out. You just knock down, you get back up. And that's what, like, I was always telling him, like, hey, Whatever happens, man, this is a business. It's ruthless. It's cutthroat. Right. And you just got to be ready for anything. And, and, again, that gets back to what people don't really know about pro athletes. It's, it's I know, oh, you're making millions of dollars. You're doing all this stuff. But, like, 
you can be cut and be gone in, in, a, in a heartbeat. Then you're not making anything. You're not making anything. They'll throw you out like yesterday's trash. So it's like having those people in your circle that really get it and are there for you and tell you the truth. So, you know, always talk about we had Isaiah and I had dinner the night talking about people just telling you the truth. It's just hard to find people that really tell you the truth and say, hey, this is how it's going to be. Right. And if you if you know that's the, the case, you can handle things way, way better when they do hit you. Thomas, one thing I wanted to ask you about, about Villianco Hoops, um, is talk about the, the process that you go through, which I really appreciate and respect that you continue to watch the players. Um, and then talk about how you take the feedback from when you see them in the gym with you, games, and then say like their next session, you know, whatever it is, next time you see them in the mental notes, how you go through that. And also, which I liked, delivering the message to kind of test them out right from the get-go, right? <laughs> well, so, I, I, again, everyone does things differently. There's many ways to skin a cat, as they say. I know for me, how I was taught was from my father, who played big-time ball in the 70s and 80s. And it's it's when any anybody comes in, I always it's like we have a we have a serious talk about what you're really trying to do, what's your purpose, not just let's roll the ball out and start shooting. So let's try to find a purpose. Know my story. I want to know your story. And then from there, I'm just a big, big believer in shooting. Right. And, and I, it, it's funny because there's some people, you know, no one's going to love you. Never, everyone's going to love all of us. Everyone has some haters and all that stuff. But, like, at the end of the day, like, you got to be able to shoot the ball, especially right. in 2022. Right. And, it, and you, can, you can do all these other things, but if you can't shoot, then I'm not going to guard you, and you're not going to get to the rim. You can't do all these dribble things. You can't do all these things if you can't shoot. Right. So that's kind of how I always try to start things is let's, let's get confidence with our shot, and we move from there. Um, but, no, like I – there's been plenty of times, Jay, where kids usually leave emotional after the first workout or two because I tell them the truth. You know, like, hey, you need to get better at this, this, this. And it's hard work. And that's, I, again, in 2022, I think it's going by the wayside of, like, how can I, how can I get to this next step? How can I get to this next step? It's like, you got to work your butt off. Like, you got to get out in the gym. you got to get out in the driveway and shoot and work on your ball handling, two-ball dribbling, all these things. And you know what? It might take a week. It might take a month. It might take a year. But anything good in my life that I've ever had, it's a process. Like Villianca Hoops, people don't know. Most people don't know. This started in 2007, 2008 when I first started playing pro ball with Tristan Simpson and another young man in a farm in East Lincoln. Two kids, like fourth and fifth graders. And people were like, man, I want to do what you do. How do you? And it's, it's 15 years in the making. Right. So any, any, any good thing in my life, anything that brings me joy is through a process, through hard work and, and repetition and, and all that. And I mean, watching kids going to watch them play and then having parents, like, kids send me stuff all the right. time. Like, hey, Thomas, here's my shot. Here's some stuff from the games. Can you analyze this? Yeah, of course. Let's break right. it down. Let's look at it. Good. And, Isaiah, talk about that, you know, obviously, as you were maybe probably at, at here at Nebraska and then through your pro career, uh, how much you lean on Thomas and just that relationship. Because I think, you know, for Isaiah, I think one thing that's really helped you is that Isaiah, I think a lot of athletes here, like if you're trying to get advice. But Isaiah is one of the few guys that I've came across that listen. Um, and just talk about that, Isaiah, how, you know, look, man, I've been there. Sometimes you got to call, you know, somebody outside of the NBA circle of the team circle to kind of make – to kind of get your checkpoints and see what they see. Yeah, for sure. And um, obviously him being gone through it as a, as a professional – a former professional athlete, um, you know, he had a lot of insight for me just throughout the year because um, – I mean, like you say, it's a business. Right. Sometimes, sometimes your playing time is out of your control. Right. You know, you might, um, depending on what 
what the direction of the team is. You might be playing well and and end up not playing for the next six games. Right. And it's and and for for all athletes, especially high level athletes, that's new to us. Right. You, know, um, you you grow up, you know, middle school, high school, AAU basketball, and if if you're the best guy or if you are having some success, then you're going to be on the court. And um, at, at a professional level, everybody's the best guy. You know, everybody right. grew up the best guy. Sure. You know, um, so everybody deserves that spot, and everybody's probably going to get a chance to, to show uh, you know show what they can do. So um, there was times where I'm like, man, like I haven't played in five games. Um, you know, I'm struggling. I'm uh, I'm not I'm not getting any game reps. I'm, like my my development might be hurt, uh, getting hurt here. Yeah. And, you know, I had to reach out to him, reach out to, you know, my, my family. And you can't always reach out to your family because right. they, they, they have a more emotional response. Right. They're, they're going to be like, you know, oh, you deserve to be out there. Right. You deserve to be doing this. And, and, and they truly believe that, but, you know, they, they see it from an emotional place, right. not, not from a, a, a realistic place. Right. So, you know, being able to have somebody who tells you like it is and tells you, like, you know, look, like the last time you were out there, you, you did this. You, right. you actually didn't perform that well. So, right. like, you got to give them a reason to keep you out there, like, that that was the type of stuff that he was reaching out to me and, and telling me this this season and um you know outside of that just just having just having insight from from a totally objective place and somebody outside the team was, right. was really big for me. I, I tell a lot of kids and parents and stuff the st- a story, and if I, he should remember it was the last few years we've had a lot of like almost I think we talk before every game or after every game whether it be just a quick text or or whatnot or I'll send him videos of the stuff, but like he played Jokic one night. And then, like, two nights later, he's playing Embiid. You yeah. know, and Isaiah's like, teammate, like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Like, right. this is this joke. I'm like, dude, you just played against pretty much back-to-back MVPs, two of the best players in the world, going to go both down in the Hall of Fame, and you're playing undersized against monsters. Right. And you had 14 points and 12 points. Yeah, they had 28. But, like, dude, yeah. come on, yeah. put things into perspective, man. Like, you know, all these things. And then, you know, he's like, T, you're right, man. Like, I got I to gotta chill out. I'm like, dude, like – you're getting the chance to do this, play against all-star centers. Like, you know, you you know, you that's what you've dreamed about. So right. remember, you always got to take a step back and and be like, man, I'm I'm I got I got to reassess. But like, all right, I'm good. I'm right. gonna keep getting better. I'm gonna keep working hard. All right, Jokic dunked on me. Man, he's dunked right. on everybody. Right. Who cares? You've dunked on tons of dudes. So right. it's like you get past that the surface stuff. He didn't dunk on me though. No, I'm not saying right. that. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I like that, right. <laughs> but that's just the mentality of this. If you can have people, again, that can bring you back to, like, dude, you are you are really good. You're getting right. even better. It's, you know, and yeah. It's just, it's, it's, but it's, it's interesting because that right. stuff really matters. Right. Um, I know the camp's coming up. Talk about where we where people, one, can reach you, Thomas, and where to sign up for the camp. Is it, is it sold out? Walk-ups welcome? Go through the yep. whole process. So, yeah, August 6th and 7th, this coming weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday, at Speedway Village, 315 Speedway Circle, Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, Walk-ups are welcome. Uh, It's not sold out. We're kind of keeping it open. Um, Go to villiancohoops.com to to sign up. You can also go on Twitter uh, to either my or Isaiah Isaiah Roby's uh, page. You can send us a message of, like, how do I sign up? Um, Yeah, it's – we got – T-shirts for all the kids. We got some signed autograph balls, all this kind of stuff. Like I said, it'll be it'll be a fun time. Ten thirty to twelve thirty from our fourth and sixth grade kids, boys and girls, and then one o'clock to three o'clock, incoming seventh through incoming tenth, boys and girls. So, right. you know, right now we have over a hundred kids already signed up. I'm expecting more because I know right, how things usually are. Everyone yeah. gets busy and they forget to do it. Then oh yeah, the last day they'll come in. But yeah, can't wait to have it. Look forward to having people come out, and, and we really appreciate you guys. Obviously. 
supporting us and having us on today, too. Well, we're going to throw it to break, but I want to ask you guys to stay because there's so much more to get into. So if you guys are down for that, stay tuned. Yeah, Don't yes, go anywhere. We're live down here. Uh, Security First Bank uh, will be here till one, till 11 o'clock, but we're going to bring these two back. There's lots to dig into. They mentioned these young Huskers. I want to ask them about the connections and the communications with the guys that follow in your footsteps. We'll do that next here on Old School. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.